All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Looking at my sister. <laughs> yeah, I can't even. I can't even do it. That's I. I'm like Frank, Frank LaMonica with uh with the uh, it's Alien with the with the Brooklyn accent. He can't do the Brooklyn accent to save his life. It's the weirdest thing. Have you ever heard him do the Brooklyn accent? I no. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a friend named uh, Frank LaMonica, uh, where, uh, you know, he works at ILM. Uh, he is dope guy, really awesome. But uh, his Brooklyn accent is possibly the worst thing uh, I've ever heard in my life. It, it, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, I don't know what it sounds like. It sounds like, <laughs> like he's trying to do... Um, it's like a, a like a Ukrainian man's idea of what an Italian accent sounds like. <laughs> it's such a it's such a weird approximation. And he's li- he's a natural born Brooklynite, right? He's been born and bred, and he can't do he can't do this. Like he can't uh, you know Brooklyn it up. Uh, every time you you know a, a, a character is from the bad part of town in the movies, they always put on that thing. <laughs> they, they always put on that accent. Yeah, I was just, I was just watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and they were they were the 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 bad kid that Francis associates with is like, "Hey, I'm gonna you know take this bike for a ride," you know, <laughs> that kind of dude. But well, Frank can't even do it. It's so it's so weird to hear him do it, man. Well, maybe Frank can get a a buddy from Skywalker Sound to come in and re- <laughs> remodulate his voice so that he could get it just right. So you know. Yeah, but then it'll come out sounding like James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> James Earl Jones doing a Brooklyn accent. That's that's a sick. That's a signature right there. I know, right? <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs> All too uh, easy. <laughs> bro um so um <laughs> did you did you watch um at this point we're pretty much doing the show did you watch <laughs> uh, uh 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 coming to america but with a number two instead of a two <laughs> i um i did not uh yesterday you were doing nothing but singing its praises and by praises i mean shitting in its mouth because <laughs> you uh, you 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 went in so hard on on your review of that movie just over text that i was just like do i actually want to do this to myself right now like i i've i've had a really you've watched worse really you have I'm... watched worse <laughs> don't act like you're like <laughs> no 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 me and Martin Scorsese are going to catch, you know, uh, a special uh, uncut presentation of Mank on Super 35 millimeter at the Paris Theater. I you know? only I only consume the finest of breast milks. You know this. You know this. But yeah. the <laughs> But the the review you gave it, I was just like I, I I've had a really like lazy Sunday like it was it was one of those I've, I have to 
convince myself to get out of bed kind of Sundays. If it wasn't okay. for the if it wasn't for the show right now, I'd probably still be in bed. <laughs> but but poor um, Ernesto. Like people contact me weeks weeks from now, and they're just like, "Poor Ernesto, he's more bed than man now." <laughs> I come to visit and you're kind of like the fly. You're like Jeff Goldblum fly, but ma- half mattress. So you get like, do- like fucking doorways are problematic for you. <laughs> Just like, God. God damn, only built for human bodies. Anyway, uh, go ahead. You were saying today was the lazy this- Sunday for you. I have the strength of five beds now. <laughs> I'm better pavel i'm better <laughs> seeing a little bit Getting from the fly too better. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, um man. but i don't know i just wasn't motivated to to consume i at some point i'll dive in just to just to join in on the you know on the shellacking that this movie's taking online because everybody on my timeline is just like uh, i don't know why they had to do this you know it's dude it's fucking bad it's like wow it's bad it's like meet dave bad it's a thousand words bad (laughs) it's just latter era murphy bad is it something that hayden christensen should have been in no because this movie is too (laughs) i mean no, it's it feels more like a, it, it, like I'm te- I'm I'm not I'm not lying when I say this is bad Tyler Perry bad. Ooh, like this is yeah, this is uh, boo a Medea Halloween bad. Oh, you know, damn, <laughs> it's just fucking terrible. Like, ah uh, man, I just it it. it I, I don't I don't I don't know what the deal is with like do you remember in 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 the last fucking what's it called uh, uh Austin Powers it's like that it's kind of Austin Powers is like the white equivalent of this right holy shit um where uh out of nowhere it just turns into this weird drama like between father and son like it just unnecessary remember it was like Michael Caine and mm. um and and uh, Austin Powers and they're like you know you were never you were never there for me father and I'm like where's this fucking drama coming from <laughs> where's my like lighthearted like where's my fucking com where, this is supposed to be a comedy movie <laughs> and like there's like a scene where he's got to pluck the hairs the whiskers from a from a CGI lion like his son oh god his son he, it's his son, and his son is like t- talented actor, but just completely wasted in this movie, right? <laughs> his son, they have him like pluck the whiskers from a CGI lion, and it's as bad as you might think. Oh lord! Um, it it is just fucking bad. There was one few like there was one kind of like joke that sticks with me that there there is a rival country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is threatening civil war. Well, it's just threatening war on Zamunda. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Nextoria. <laughs> and I was like, clever. Real good. That's where they keep all that's, the unobtainium, right? <laughs> yeah, that's where they keep it in Nextoria. 
It's like if the movie wasn't so fucking wasn't so such a silly piece of garbage. Like I would think that was clever, but now I'm just like, oh, that's the best they could come up with. <laughs> For shame. How was um I know that Wesley Snipes was like the the guy from Who Rules Next Doria. Uh, how was his performance in the movie? He's good. Wasted. Uh, like all everybody in this movie, the whole everybody in this movie, I kept thinking I was like, they're better than this. Except for Eddie Murphy. He's not better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but, you know, they even... What? what? I was going to say, but he but he knocked it out with My Name is Dolomite, you know? So, obviously, he has chops. Well, And it's the same director, too. Craig Brewer. Craig Brewer directed this, oh, too. Oh, God. Um, it's the same director. And I was just like, this should be a home... It should be a home run. <laughs> But it ended up not being a home run. <laughs> I know that's your. I know that's yours. I'm sorry, but I can't stop thinking about it. It's fine, dude. Oh, uh, all right. So there's a, there's something else. They bring back almost the entire cast. Okay. Of the first one, that was what I found most impressive. Nice. But. It's just for nothing, you know. It, it's it's just not good. It's not a good movie. Must have been awkward to have. I, I, uh, must have been awkward to have Louis Anderson on the screen. Why is that? Is oh, because he was just like uh, you were a diversity hire. <laughs> that um, he's dead, isn't he? No, Louis Anderson's alive. Are you serious? Yeah, fucking Louis Anderson's alive. So who's, Who are you thinking of? Whose grave have I I've been visiting all these years? <laughs> I have a lot of questions. <laughs> You're fucking out of your mind. But he's alive. You know, I, ha I have been wondering whose grave you've been visiting all <laughs> It's like you crying over Walt Whitman's grave. <laughs> Leaves of grass, my ass. Sorry. Oh, my stealing, God. Blatantly, blatantly stealing from the Simpsons at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I think you've been you've been um, crying over Lonnie Anderson's uh, grave. Oh, shit. Yeah. Lonnie Anderson's dead. Oh, that's right. They're different people. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I could see how you could have made that, that, that uh, you know, that mistake. <laughs> they look like the same. It's like, I don't, I don't understand why Lonnie Anderson and Louis Anderson have never been pictured in the same room. Oh, no. I'm, I'm reading over here and Lonnie Anderson is still alive. <laughs> Holy shit. Whoops. How is this even possible? Oh, man. I don't know, man. Clone factory? <laughs> I think so. I, this, this must, I mean, we all like to think if we lived in the Matrix, there would be some, like, very sexy glitch that we would notice that would let us know that reality is, you know, not quite what it seems. But in reality, it would just be actors that we think are dead just still being alive. And right. that's why nobody gets out of the matrix is you're just like, oh, I guess I was wrong, you know. Yeah. Let me let me let me get in on this juicy steak. 
<laughs> oh, hey, Ted Cruz. <laughs> you know, <laughs> funny to find you out here in, in Cancun, in Matrix Cancun. Mm. Ted Cruz is a total cypherite. I'm calling it now. Yeah, dude. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if he was in the Matrix, he'd be like, um, you know, he'd be one of those councilmen. <laughs> but then he 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 just immediately there. Everybody would turn around and be like, why are all these sentinels in like, you know, on the dock? <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, sorry. And they take him away and put him back in the, in this is the factory. And the sentinels are like are trying to dress up as people as one some of the people of Zion. <laughs> They've got those tattered shirts, you know, and and hair pieces, you know, to like kind of pretend <laughs> you see them mixed in at like the the Zion rave. Like they're trying to dance, but they've got too many limbs and they're knocking people over the, the, the spotlight. Like the music stops. It's like a fucking like it's fucking like needle. The, the needle skips and it's just like it, the spotlight turns to them and they're like, <laughs> they're like in a minute. It's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You know? <laughs> you see those little those little arms that they have like nervously moving. <laughs> Some asshole is just like, hey, those aren't people. And that's when that's when he gets lasered by by the Sentinel and everybody just starts. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> it's lasered in half. <laughs> everybody get out of here. But there's like there's one Sentinel who's dancing with like a human lady. And she's just like, you told me you were different. He's like, baby, I am. You don't understand. <laughs> I have my orders. <laughs> lasers are in half <laughs> don't ever change baby flies off wiggling arms reloaded yeah oh, i could just imagine the uh the wachowskis are just like yeah i don't really like this cut i don't really like this cut i think we need to change yeah. it nobody's gonna buy this we got an outs- yeah we got an outside rider from uh, from a sh- from a weird podcast no one listens to <laughs> had robots in the title and we were just like why don't we let them take a crack at it right <laughs> our multi million dollar franchise <laughs> oh man oh that's fucking hilarious like I oh. I've never wished I was an animator more than than at this moment, just to just to make that happen. But uh, I know, right? Yeah. But anyway, folks, awesome. uh, I, um, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm Pablo, and you're tuning into the Robots versus Taxes program on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Uh, and we've been at this for no, oh, almost half hour. Nice. Look at that. Look at that just yeah, just we're doing good man just rolls off the tentacles you know <laughs> just <laughs> i just, <laughs> just keep you know 
thinking about that you're like crying over like Louis Anderson's grave. <laughs> and Louis Anderson shows up and he's like, why did you make this? You know? <laughs> Louis, I can still hear your voice on the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Life with Louie was underrated. I mean, it was a ripoff of Bobby's World, but whatever. I liked it anyway. <laughs> what was it about, like, like early 90s comedians getting their own cartoon show, right? Mm. Mm. It was like uh, Bobby's World. Right. Uh, but that was that was uh, Howie Mandel, right? Right. And that, he was more known in the 80s. And then it, there was... Louis Anderson with Life with Louis. Um, didn't Paula Poundstone have like her own cartoon? Or am I imagining that? You might be. Ima- I just wanted. You might- yeah. <laughs> you might be. I just wanted there to Paula 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 Poundstone cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. It was one of those trends, you know. I mean, back in the day, yeah, you know, know, they just they they got a certain kind of comedian, and they're just like, you want to show, and they're just like, yeah, because you know, some of them would strike out, but when they hit, they hit big. You know, they like when you think of, and it's unfortunate that we think of him in a different context now, but Bill Cosby, you know, he did. Oh man, yeah, that's right. He did stand up for years, and then when they when they gave him his own show, I mean, that's like, you can never forget the Cosby show. It set a mold that nobody else has really been able to copy up until this day. Um, And uh, that opened the door for so many other people. Like, yeah, there've been shows that fallen by the wayside, but think of a show like Martin that's still like near and dear to to Uh, so many people's hearts. Even my mother knows about that show. Martin? Yeah, she oh my god. Yeah. One of her favorite episodes. She's uh, it's when uh somebody goes into labor in Martin's house and when when oh, they deliver they shoot too. they shoot the baby across the apartment and Martin catches it and everybody's freaking out like, "Oh my god, that was incredible." And I think Gina's just like, "What about the umbilical cord?" And he's just like, "We don't need an umbilical cord." And he looks right into the camera. He's like, "This is TV." <laughs> and my mother could quote that episode and I'm just like where am I in the matrix right now like this is so weird you know that episode uh is forever seared into my memory <laughs> because um <laughs> just the like the just the insane way it develops right um and the fact that it broke the th- a show that wasn't really like into breaking the fourth wall, it just did. <laughs> um, like I, I didn't expect him to like turn to the camera and just be like, "Hey, I see you. We know, we know this is stupid." Um, <laughs> oh man! Oh man! But that, yeah, uh, damn man, you brought up the Cosby Show, and I grew up with the Cosby Show, and I loved it. Mm. Um, you know, it's just so it's, it fucking sucks to have, uh, that kind of, uh, 
that thing where you look back on something and now you're just like, ah, I can't really like that anymore. Well, like if something that you've had so many fond memories over, mm. like, mm. Uh, I mean, like uh, Cosby sweater is like synonymous with the Cosby. Like every time I'm just like, I'm uh, shopping winter shopping for clothes, which is rare. Um, but I'm just like, I'm not going to shop for that. That's a Cosby sweater. I'm like, Ooh, Cosby sweater. Am I even, can I even say that anymore? <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from, but I, I, I try to think of it this way, right? The, the person himself did terrible, terrible things. And he is, he is paying for those consequences now as he should the, but what was built within the Cosby show wasn't only him. We got many brilliant actors that came out and that got their start on that show and have gone on to have, you know, wonderful careers and and have given back to uh, the audience and, and the world in their own way. And not to mention all the people behind the scenes on The Cosby Show who worked, uh, the writers, directors, um, everybody who, who made that show what it is. So, yeah. You definitely have to take note of, of what, you know, one of the central figures, if not the central figure of the show, did in real life. But as a work in and of itself, <laughs> I think it's okay to still appreciate it because um, it was more than just him. And the themes that they spoke to uh, in the show in regards to family, issues against the that, that are faced by the black community, the struggles of young people, and how to communicate that to uh, the authority figures in your life, they still ring true today. So I think it still has, it still has value, even though it does have this um, unfortunate mark on it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I mean, like, I know you said that that, that kind of the Cosby show can't be copied, but I feel like the closest thing to it that I feel like I I look to that show and I'm just like, God, I love the father figure on that show. Because the Cosby show is just was known for the, the whole, you know, aspect of like he's he's America's dad. Yeah. And then I look at the French Prince of Bel Air, the fresh, the French Prince. Do <laughs> <Can> you imagine? <laughs> Oh, this is a story <laughs> all about them. I came over here and I drank a barrier while waving my derriere. You Jesus know. Christ. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gross. Oh. <laughs> it's less a show about, like, you know. A kid finding himself in, in a in a, a new environment, and more so about existential ennui. You know, <laughs> the op um, the opening's all in color, but every episode is in black and white. In black and white, everybody's smoking, <laughs> and it, it it's it's in color. Like there are parts of it in color. Like the 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 uh, the Uncle Phil uh, aspects are in color, but every time will. Will, you know, <laughs> enters a room. No, his name shouldn't be Will. It should be Henri, you know? And every time Henri enters a room, it like, it goes to black and white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. By the end of the episode, you're just drained, sort of like every episode of, um, what was that HBO series where like 2% of the world disappeared? Uh, oh, fucking. <laughs> 
<laughs> the leftovers. The leftovers. Like the first season of that show, by the end of each episode, I was just destroyed. I was just like, oh, I can't. Yeah, oh, I know. You know. That's a hard. That's a hard show to get through. And um, so I'm, very, I loved it. No, no, it was obviously it was it was great. Don't get me wrong. It was just so heavy. Yeah. So that's how this uh, the 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 French Prince of uh, Bel Air should be like <laughs> all through until you get to the end. But the but the ending theme is still the same one from the American show. So as you're like, oh yeah, you yeah. know, as he's like <laughs> looking over like a, a someone's grave, it go, then it just ends with doom. With stills of the episode underneath the credits, you know. Like going back to the Cosby show, that makes me think about like sorry. That's a weird that's a weird thing to pull that back and that's exactly my point right Mm -hmm. it's like the things we used to like like now in retrospect knowing more information about the the people like the the sinister machinations working behind this behind the scenes Mm -hmm. it's like it's tough to enjoy them now like and here's another thing right that that brings to mind something that is kind of uh, kind of uh it's not really similar it's only similar in that, you know, these are things that don't age well, which is like, have you heard the, the whole shit about Dr. Seuss? I have. I have. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's be- that, that's that's kind of been like kind of like a Republican talking point. It's like uh, 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 they're just like, they're taking away our Dr. Seuss now. These liberals have gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> they so try to somehow tie that to Biden. It's just like I didn't know Biden ran the, uh, you know, the the Seuss, the Dr. Seuss um, company who are the ones who made the decision. They were looking over their catalog and they're just like, hey, maybe having books with Asian and black stereotypes uh, that nobody has actually seen or experienced in real life, uh, not that that matters, but you know, that play to the, to the, to the stereotypes, uh, shouldn't be something that we really publish anymore. So, um, I, I give them kudos because they didn't have to, it's not like there was this mass, like, Oh, you know, we're coming for, for Dr. Seuss or whatever. Somebody was just like, Hey, you know, this is kind of fucked up. Maybe we should do something about it. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And had it been any other year, um, or any other political cycle, I think this probably would have flown under the radar. It might have been like a blip on, you know, online news or something like that, but it's really not a big deal. It's the right thing to do, you know, and it's six books. Right. It's six books out of, I don't know how many Dr. Seuss has uh, published throughout his career. So it's like, it's not a big deal, guys. You know, I mean, Dr. Seuss himself, eh. But uh, here's another thing is that uh, in response to this, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Politician, California politician Kevin McCarthy. He taped himself. uh, Yeah, he took a video of himself reading Green Eggs and Ham. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking to like a group of kids. Yeah, I'm thinking to his kids Mm -hmm. because who else would fucking listen to that asshole? (laughs) Um, 
other than Fox News, but uh, uh, Ted Cruz also retweeted him and said something like, this is what a hero looks like, you know? Oh, God. As he was unpacking his bags and his Hawaiian shirts fall <laughs> under his feet and he trips over them and the, ends up shooting, you know, shooting Kennedy all over again. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a piece! Anyways, what but piece of shit. But yeah, yeah, right. Republicans just grasping at whatever straws they can to make themselves look like victims. But uh, what else? Um, what else is new? What else is new? Yeah, right. right. <sighs> Let's talk about Wandavision. Yes, <laughs> let's. If since we were talking about. Uh, our own uh, distorted versions of past sitcoms. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. They, you know. Dude, you really are the the Olympian of fucking segways. <laughs> I'm just trying to get us hired to write on one of these fucking shows because, you know, <laughs> we've got ideas, man. We've got ideas. <laughs> we do. We we do. We know. We do. Um, so, WandaVision. Uh, I... I deeply enjoyed this last episode, mm. and I thought it was good. Not great. Good. <laughs> it's a good episode. It's a good series. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely miles ahead of what I originally thought it was going to end up being. Mm. And I, you Are know, you still... it's... Oh, you, okay, you froze a second. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. It's still miles ahead of what I thought it was going to end up being, but it's, it's good. It's good. Uh, overall, I thought it was a... Uh, a decent ending not not too satisfying but good i can sense some disappointment why don't you yes. why don't you tell us what's on your mind um a few things right uh the i think the writing on this show was great mm-hmm. and then um it fell towards the end it fell into some marvel trappings mm which is um I hated seeing the sky laser again. Uh I hated uh I, I really was hoping for a more creative battle scene between Agatha Harkness and Wanda. Okay. Cause it just ends up like they're just like shooting they're just shooting fireballs at each other. So pew pew pew, you know man. Uh I'm sorry it turned into Boomhauer. <laughs> Come on, dang on, dang on, man. That's where it'll be pew, pew, pew. And then look out, you know. That's a good boom hour. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I love that show for, for boom hour, man. Um, but yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it, it felt a little by the numbers. Uh, I th- There were moments about it that stood out to be... Some of the best things that Marvel's ever done, like that. <laughs> I I loved the battle between the double. We got double vision, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, I love that they stopped. They actually had a creative fight, um, mm. and then it stopped dead in its tracks. And they had a philosophical podcast throwdown, you know. <laughs> It's like next up on NPR radio, vision versus vision, you know, and it's like today's topic, the ship of Theseus, you know, <laughs> and they had the, and per- and they had the like, voices for NPR as well. That's the yeah, thing. They, <laughs> do, they do have it. It was just like, 
I demand an explanation. You know, it's it's just <laughs> I love that part. He was just when cuz um you know, uh regular vision thought, you know, okay, we're about to get down again and uh white vision was just like I request elaboration. I was just like, oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, suddenly things took a turn. And they're in a library. I'm just like, oh, this is so good. You know what you know what the best part about that is? Is that it felt very visiony. Like it felt like something vi- like vision from the comics would definitely stop a fight. For sure. And just be like uh, you know, um, you know, ask that certain concepts be explained because they escape him because he's an android, mm-hmm. you know? Um and yeah, I thought I thought that part was was great. Um, and uh, you know what I found uh, a little weird about that part, though. <laughs> what once he um, once he had his uh, prior memories activated by um, <laughs> by regular vision, and he said, "You know, I am vision," and he flew the fuck out of there. He just crashed through the uh, the the ceiling skylight, and it was just like, but you were. <laughs> But you were just phasing through things like a few minutes ago. Did you forget your powers? Like, <laughs> like the librarian's going to come in and be like, who did this shit? What the? F- we don't have the funding to fix this. But anyway. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. It's just like it's like one of those situations where fucking in the old remember the olden time Superman where they'd shoot at Superman and the bullets would bounce off him. You know, it's George Reeves Superman, right? right. It's black and white. They shoot the bullets. They shoot their guns at, at Superman. Bullets bounce off. They throw a gun at Superman. He ducks. It's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, you're fucking Superman. <laughs> yeah, but that shit hurts. You know, it's got angles. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if the corner hit me in the eye? You know, I'd be like, ah. Now I'm wearing a cape. I look stupid. So. <laughs> so. That's what that just reminded me of. Like, <laughs> dude, so unnecessary. Dude, your vision. Come on, man. <laughs> your name insists, like, it's it's the definition of sight. Just, like, you see where you're going, man. <laughs> Phase through that shit, you fucking... Oh, man. Careless dick. Where, um, where do you think he went? Because he never came back after that. Oh, he went out for butts and, and booze. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like Wanda, I'm gonna. He's like, I have kids. Oh, it looks <laughs> like I need to go out for a pack of smokes. <laughs> oh man, he went out to meet up with his boy Yoda, and just just talk about fuckboy life, you know. <laughs> Ooh, I almost got caught there. <laughs> How did you get out of it? Oh, I brought up the whole, you know, what is the ship of Theseus thing? And, you know, <laughs> one thing led to another. <laughs> you have a gem on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Steal that shit. <laughs> I will. Jesus. Oh, uh, never meet your heroes. Yoink. It's just. It's just... Yoda's a fucking thief. 
Oh man. <laughs> so far Yoda's fuck boy the thief. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't, you, oh my god you, you can't meet your heroes man they'll only let you down no <laughs> okay so okay so wandavision right so so wandavision he's hey, uh, enough of my my yammering on about this what did you think about wandavision i um i was very satisfied with the ending and the series i had to take a moment to emotionally check in with myself on several levels. Uh, I think first and foremost, and probably a lot of people would agree that emotionally the gut punches that they gave us in this final episode, um, dealing with trauma, loss, learning how to move on was just so well done. And I'm going to reiterate something we said a few episodes ago. The MCU needs a super therapist. There are a lot of problems. <laughs> There's There are a lot of uh, broken super people uh, in this universe. And I think, you know, we could avoid a lot of property damage and death if people just, you know, talked about their feelings. And I'm being dead ass. Um, secondly, I feel like I set myself up for a certain amount of disappointment, and I can't put that on Marvel's shoulders. Um, no, no, I can put one iota on Marvel's shoulders. Fucking Paul Bettany with his whole, oh, this person <laughs> I've been wanting to work with since very young and blah, blah, blah. It's going to be amazing and it turned out he, he was talking about himself you he kind of reminded me of of like when um you remember that the academy awards where matthew mcconaughey thanked himself like in the future oh jesus he's like i i won't tell you a little bit a little story about my hero uh he's me you know jeez oh, right right here right now you know uh and i'm just like Oh my God! The man's a—he's—he's uh, <laughs> he's playing seven seventy DD chess, you know. <laughs> seventy double D chess, <laughs> just massive. Just a massive chess player, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but in regards to the things that I set myself up to be disappointed by in Wandavision, it was believing that we're, there was going to be more cameos. And um, I I feel like I gave Marvel a, a little bit too much credit with the whole, uh, their move on bringing Evan Peters into the series. Uh, Evan Peters, who plays Quicksilver, who originally played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men properties. And I thought to myself, this is Marvel pulling a master stroke. They're just like, we have the properties, we are now going to start weaving things in in ways that, you know, you don't even know. And it turned out he's nothing. He's a guy named Ralph Boner. Um, uh, you know, this is how did you feel about that, by the way? I was disappointed. I was just like, yeah, I was like, why? Yeah. Why? Why? You could have just chose you could have chosen like a no name actor and done this and you know still been as effective i mean okay you gave us that little wink wink like hey you know this guy right but you know how crazy we are as fans you know this i know <laughs> and i feel like they really let the fans whip themselves into like a, a rabid mania over you know the fact that casting evan peters yeah. is a it's a big move yeah it's a big move you don't make that move for no reason 
but it was a lot like you know the ex-wife in iron man 2 where like Rhodey is charging up this thing and you think it's going to be really cool and it fucking hits the side of whiplash and it just farts, you know, it's, <laughs> die. it's, it's all for a boner joke. Um, and this isn't the fucking first time this has ever happened either. It's like fucking, geez, how many times are they going to put like, how do they, how many times is Marvel going to troll us with, with shit like this? Because they were just like, oh, it looks like it looks like Tony's fighting the Mandarin. You know what oh, that means? God. And I'm just like, holy shit, we're finally we're gonna see the Ten Rings, and it's gonna be, he's finally gonna be uh, fighting somebody who doesn't have his uh, same skill set. It's not tech based. It's like <laughs> magic. This is gonna be really interesting to watch. And then they're just like Travis Slattery, hey, hey, hey cheerio, <laughs> pop up, cheerio. It's like, oh, fuck you. oh yeah we gotcha we gotcha and it's like you know at this point like the next time they cast somebody to be something they're just like oh looks like we're catch we're we're casting um uh uh what's his name sir ian mccullen as like you know as somebody in the marvel universe is like he's just gonna end up being like a fucking janitor (laughs) like just a regular oh god he's like oh Somebody made a mess of the stalls in the <laughs> upstairs bathrooms. <laughs> I guess it's it's all me. And it's like, fucking boo. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Like, enough, Marvel. We know, we know you can get anybody, but fucking use it already. Shit. Yeah. But, um, but, but what was another time that they did that shit? Oh man! This is like the th- this is like the third fake out. That's true. What was, th- what was um, because we've been down this road already. Hold on, let me let me check. I wrote notes. <laughs> oh, Mysterio with the multiverse. Oh God! They're just like, oh my God, he's talking about the multiverse. It's like, eh, fooled you. <laughs> oh. But you know, they could still they could still salvage that one because technically. Speaking, WandaVision takes place before Far From Home. So yeah. uh, between between the end of this show and the events of that, perhaps Wanda has caused some sort of uh, incident that we were not made privy to that at, at, that is at least bringing the multiverse into the MCU consciousness. But, you know, I might be I might be hoping for too much, but. Um, we'll see. Um, I have to admit, though, um, I was I was very pleased with the post credits. Um, okay. The first one with uh, Monica Rambeau uh, being led into a theater by another agent, and she's just like, "Hey, there's nobody here," and we see that the agent is actually a scroll, which uh, you know I think they're laying the groundwork for you know, secret invasion, which I feel like good. They're dropping tidbits here and there. This is, this is how we like it. You know, it's like they're remembering how we responded to the, um, to the infinity stones being revealed over the years. So, um, I dig this. And basically, uh, the scroll was implying that Monica has to go and join, has to go and join Nick Fury in space. Cause, uh, you know, you don't just do field work, Monica. You're you're up there with the big boys, you know. <laughs> yeah. Here's a you know, here's a bathroom key. You know. 
come and go as you please. <laughs> uh, we've doubled your vacation days, so, you know, make yeah. note of that. Um, and uh, yeah. the second post credit was, uh, I feel, was really well done and a good lead up to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, seeing seeing that uh, Wanda can not just split her consciousness, but can exist or astral project while being conscious. We've only seen other people do this while their physical body is asleep or knocked out, like whether it's Doctor Strange or even the Ancient One, quote unquote, the Ancient One. Um, they've usually their bodies have usually been knocked out or asleep whereas wanda she's just she's multitasking man she, yeah she's <laughs> <laughs> she's got a lot of fingers in a lot of different pies <laughs> or teas um and also can i mention but, a minor detail about about that what you said that now the tea she picked up that yeah. teapot right off the stove without wearing any gloves or anything like that <laughs> you know she's badass yeah i know exactly She's a fucking Scarlet Witch. She can do whatever she fucking wants now. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Monica Rambo for a second. Yeah. Right? Real quick mm-hmm. before we start wrapping it up. Um, Monica Rambo. What did you think of the whole reveal of her powers? Ooh. Um, I thought it was very exciting to watch. Um, it's It's always good to see these characters that you are investing yourself into um, start to climb the different tiers of their abilities. Uh, however, after after a slight moment of, uh, you know, oh, okay, that was cool, uh, other things start to click. And for, for me, and this is something that uh, you brought to my attention as well, it was the whole black people being impervious to bullets uh, within Marvel and that bringing up a, a concerning trope, you know, I mean, we all know, um, if you've even got half an eye on the news, the, the issues and concerns that the black community has with, uh, police and being shot, especially while being unarmed. And, uh, just to bring up two immediate examples, the first one being Malika, Monica Rambeau, uh, since we're talking about WandaVision, and also um, Luke Cage. You know, these are two characters within the MCU who at pretty much all times are unarmed, but have had to deal with lethal force, mainly bullets, uh, in a very visual and visceral way. It, it, makes, it makes me feel like... Um, it makes me feel split because there's obviously a desire to be impervious to these kind of problems. Right. Um, but at the same time, there is a very, uh, a very focused on reality, especially within the last few years that I'm wondering if, if Marvel is missing the mark on these depictions. I mean, what do you think about that? Here's my thing, right? I don't know if it's, if it is it all right with with Luke Cage it's intentional right mm-hmm. i mean like um he wears the hood uh, 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 he wears a hoodie mm-hmm. he's you know he's um you know all about you know bringing his community up right 
and he gets shot by the cops or and by and by gangsters and it's like you know it, it's obvious the the illusions to being like no 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 this is we know what we're doing we're we're we're, we're addressing this in the way that super in uh, through this black superhero with the way monica did it and, and i'm wondering if i'm reading too much into it just like i did with the the whole um agatha harkness um and wanda ganging up on monica mm. remember that they had this weird yeah it was like a karen moment yeah um <laughs> and then um which recall which to me recall the central park incident and um with uh with amy cooper yeah but with uh with uh monica rambeau i mean I'm, i was like am i reading too much into this scene because she's doing the superhero thing which is to save the innocent, which is to jump in front of gunfire, you know, to tr- jump in front of, you know, bullets and shit and, and like, you know, be a hero. At that point, she had no, I, I'm assuming she had no idea what the, what the extent of her powers were. She just did it. Hmm. Um, but I'm like, what does that, what does, in the grander context of things, like in the philosophical, or not even philosophical, in the social awareness kind of thing it's like what does it say about a black woman diving in to take bullets for white children Hmm. um i'm like am i am i seeing this right uh is this intentional is it not intentional is it just a superhero trope or is it my mind not being able to shut off the part of it that's like this this is weird Hmm. this is a little weird so it is weird. It is weird. I, I don't think I don't think it's unreasonable to point something like that, that out and, and say, hey, I have, you know, I have concerns. Um, a lot of people like to think that uh, these th- these things, these shows are, you know, they're escapism. They're separate from reality, which to a certain extent is true. But there is no art um that doesn't make some sort of social commentary. I mean, that's part of the function of art. It's a reflection. It's a ref, it's a reflection of, you know, reality. Um, so when people say, oh, I like my art to be non-political or, or not to involve, you know, social issues, I was just like, then you don't really, you're not really looking at art. You're looking at pretty things. That's what you like. You like right. pretty things, right. which there's nothing wrong right. with that, but even when you look at those pretty things, you're going to find something deeper. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I've mixed feelings about this trope. I just, you know, um, I just feel like I don't, I don't want it to keep continuing this way. Like if I can, you know, if it starts to be that people are starting to pull guns on storm, uh, you know, cops start to pull guns and guns on Storm, or uh, cops pull guns on on Cyborg or some mm. shit. And then he's just like, "I'm bulletproof. I'm bulletproof." I'm just like, "What the fuck are you trying to say?" Yeah, like, what is this? Mm. You know. Um, oh boy. Although, that, look, look, putting oh. putting that shit aside. I'm sorry. Putting all those problems. I'm sorry. I'm just, you're, <laughs> you're just now you've gotten even more angsty about the Snyder cut. Oh god. Yeah, right. If that fucking so, happens. Oh. 
so look, it because it it, it kind of happens. It's like like in the, like let's address Justice League for a second, right? Okay. Consider Justice League. All right. In Justice League, you have all these superheroes. They're fighting. You know, they're 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 kicking ass. You know, they're they're taking names. They're fighting these parademons in the in the fi- in the third act, right? Um, Cyborg is the only superhero among them that gets his like he gets torn apart, like he gets torn like he, That's they just right. tear his fucking leg off. That's right. And I'm just like, that that was another scene where I'm just like that I it's it's in my head because of tropes where i see superheroes of color either taking it the worst mm. or like get, like their odd violence is directed in a way at them that isn't directed because i didn't see fucking you know i didn't see you see uh steppenwolf or whatever the fuck his name was was like tearing fucking barry allen's you know arm from his shoulder <laughs> that would have been fucking gruesome <laughs> um but like because he's he's a black man and he's a robot, they're just like we can get away with him tearing apart, tearing off a leg or two, right? I don't because, know because it, we just, can always fix them. Because we uh, that third right. thing. Oh, we can always fix them. You know, he's not. You know, he's not really hurt, and it's just like he sure looked hurt on screen. He sure. Yeah, he was fucking screaming, and, right? And 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 um, yet still was pivotal. And saving the world by uh, helping to separate the uh, the mother boxes. It's the just like boxes, it's yeah. like oh, you're we're expected to be mutilated and basically sideline, but still get up and and come in during the clutch. It's just like ugh. ugh. And again, it's like how much of that are we reading into it? Too? It's always that tightrope of like being like, are we reading too much into this? thing or is this something deeper you know yeah because it's like superheroes do this kind of shit especially robot superheroes get torn up all the time Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. uh you know we watched uh you know iron man fight off against captain america and he got his fucking like uh you know his armor torn up to to shreds we see this frequently with robotic superheroes they get torn up his, uh, into pieces. his armor did but not his uh not 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 his actual arm you know and and yet, Rhodey gets like lasered in the chest, and he falls and gets crippled. Yeah, right? it, it's just, it's just really. Uh, still, I don't know. Still crippled to this day. I mean, it's like I, I was thinking he couldn't go to Wakanda. <laughs> he couldn't go to Wakanda and fucking they 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 healed that CIA agent <laughs> like fucking what's his name? They healed him like like lickety split like fucking sure he was just like let me get one of my fucking balls in there and then like boom. he's a fucking gymnast now he's like they made him even better yeah. but <laughs> but with roadie they're just like ah you know we'll put this exoskeleton on you and you know tony stark has insurance for you and uh yeah we'll call it a day um i mean i was thinking to myself like the avengers aren't shit uh because none of them came to see if wanda was okay during this whole wandavision incident but out of all the Avengers, I don't blame Rhodey. I think he was probably just like, you know yeah. what? I'm not fucking with this. You know, I I think I did, I think I did enough. But all the rest of them, Bruce Banner, uh, Thor, because um, I'm sure you know he still, he still he still knows about Earth because you know he plays video games. So I'm sure he has like a server hookup to to play Fortnite or whatever. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
but I, I don't know. It's it's a. I will I I'll I guess will I I'll just keep monitoring the situation to see if this kind of trope continues because I get that superheroes come in and and like have to sacrifice their lives and in order to save, you know, the lives of innocent people, but it's just. I don't know how much of this is just playing on the struggles of the black community with regards to violence. So I I'm with you. I'm know. with you there, man. I mean, let's let's consider Tony Stark took a fucking blade through his core, through his core and he's in space. There are no hospitals. Um and the the only mention we got of it in Endgame is just like the 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 infection passed through my system and you know, I'm going to be all right, even though I'm starving. It's just like, but Rhodey's still paralyzed. Right. <laughs> he couldn't get any of his nanites to really, like, fuse all the broken parts together. It's just, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> on that weird note, I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots vs. Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right, that's right. And while you're out there, you should try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. Ah! He sank as he swam, I hope he doesn't poop. <laughs>